Hi there, and welcome to episode six of TikTok. Joining us tonight are Mark and David. Hello, guys. Hello. Hi, how's it going? If we're going to recap, we're going to kick it off. We're going to recap the 5 0 away win to Ross County on Sunday afternoon there. The 3 5 2 is back. Same Duffy's debut. Albin Eti now has three goals and three appearances. Soro exists. Mark, what was your take on Celtic's performance? It's a strange one. I felt like uh, the first half um, we were pretty poor. Um, it looked like it was the first time we played that formation in a in a really long time. Um, but we were two and a half at half time, so it was it was a strange one. It was hard to complain. But Ross County had made a lot of good chances. Boy Stewart, um, you know, shaking a little bit. But in the end, we came away with a five win. Duffy goal on his debut. I thought Turnbull looked like he's a footballer when he came on. So. Can't complain too much about a 5 0 win away from home. Dave, what do you think? Uh, same as Mark, really. It was it was a great game, but it could have been like 7 4. Um, and I don't think Endo would have really complained about it. I thought it was nice to see Barkas. Um, he was getting a bit of stick during the week for people, and he hadn't really done anything wrong apart from that second goal um, in the Champions League game. So he, he looked good mostly. I had a couple of shaky moments, had that the back pass for Julian, and then. He had another one, and he didn't know quite know whether to come or not. But he looked, he looked really good. A couple of those saves he pulled off were, were pretty impressive. I think a Forster who made them people be ranting and raving about them. Um, and I thought that I thought Celtic were again the same as same as Mark, like winning five 0 away from home and still got a wee bit of work to do. But um, on the whole, was was really really pretty decent. And I thought Duffy looked every inch the type of defender that we need. So a lot of positives, definitely. We look a lot more dangerous. At corners now, don't we? We'd... Yeah, I, th- I think th- there might also be like a, a, a um, sort of one for here. There might also be a, um, motion is the wrong word, but it's the only word I can think of right now <laughs> to try and get Callum McGregor hitting uh, set pieces because he had two. He had the the one for the free kick that Ajeti scored, and then he had the one in uh, uh, Duffy, and he scored the header from it. So I think Christie's set piece delivery isn't the best but I thought McGregor's they put two dangerous balls in and two two balls uh, two goals came from it so that may be something else that's going to come from it but um, yeah I thought we were decent just but, on the when you're talking about the, the set pieces do you not think there's like this premium in football that you have to whip it like the ball can't get above 10 feet or be below 8 feet you have to beat the first man and it has to be really shallow and pacey McGregor just chipped it up in there and let Duffy bully everyone something that's like, it man if you, if you come in late and you generate your own speed, you're not going from a standing jump. You don't need crazy pace on the ball. He's Duffy just absolutely cleaned out Julian as well for that goal. See if you watch it, he absolutely goes right through the back of him. Have you and seen it when, all... the, mm-hmm. when Julian's lying on the ground? He's like, ref, ref. I know, <laughs> but he thought it was a penalty. Um, <laughs> he was he absolutely bullied him. <laughs> but it was good to see. Um, it was really good to see. And I thought that thought, uh, Forrest on the left was... It was pretty good. He had that one two with Edward that obviously Edward won the penalty and then he got brought down um for the free kick that led to the second. So I thought he looked he looked okay and um yeah, Clamala scoring again as well. Like he's uh, he needs a couple of chances to score sometimes, but he's still <laughs> sometimes he's still, he needs a tapping. Uh, he's uh, he's still scoring, um, which is just a bad thing again. And I think um 
Aye, Ajet is looking looking really decent, like three goals in three games, and I don't even think he's got a second gear yet. I think he still looks like he's looking from uh, sharpness. So it, no, a lot of, definitely a lot of positive. He looks to be a real poacher, a real fox in the box. <laughs> he's um, <laughs> I, I like the I like the way he dispatched that. You could tell it wasn't a thought; it was just natural. I'm just going to kick this in the goals. I know that sounds like really stupid, but. Um, you can tell that he's a he's a natural finisher, a, a, a predator, if you like. Basic, um, basic instinct. That's it. How many <laughs> movies can we name? What the hell? Man. It was it was uh, to get it back to the football for a minute. It was very similar to his um, goal that he scored against Dundee United, like half half chance on the turn and just just uh, put it away. So that nah, he's he's looking decent. I don't I don't think him and Edward uh, linked up as much as I would have hoped that we would have liked him seen, but. They never really had the chance to to really work any anything together, but again, both of them still scored. So how unbelievably cool was Edward's penalty? Oh, mental, absolutely crazy. He's, <laughs> he's so he's so good. <laughs> the composure level was frightening. Uh, he's one two for the penalty as well. Um, I kind of agreed with you. Um, in our group chat, some people are giving Forrest a, a hard time, and he's I mean he's not a right wing back, never mind a left wing back, but to still be so influential and a half the war struggling, can't get enough of the guy. Yeah, he had a couple of good um, like cut-ins for the left in the second half and stuff like that as well. I think we'll hurt teams a lot with him and, and, and him on one side and Frimpong on the other. Um, so yeah, things look decent. And Soro looked okay when he came on. He never really done anything spectacular, but he, he was he was alright. Yeah. I know it was five 0 and most people probably could have came on at that time, but he still looked still looked decent. He done never he never done anything that Brown hadn't done for the previous seventy minutes. So he done done all right. Do you think it was Barkas' best ever game? For Celtic? Not this time. <laughs> <laughs> Have you watched him play <laughs> since he's a boy? Yeah. I thought he was uh, aye, I thought I thought he was his shot stopping was unbelievable. Like the, the save in the first half where the boy heads I think it was that Rory Stewart that you mentioned, Mark, that uh, heads it back across the goal. That's a great save. Um I know Ross County hit the post twice as well, but I think if they shots don't hit the post I think he's probably going to get to them as well so I think he done good but again he had a couple of shaky moments um, that pass back I mentioned and then the other one where he didn't know where it come for it or not but that'll, that'll happen he's playing in the back the back three now are, are relatively new but one thing I did pick up that I like straight away I think it was like five ten minutes into the game um, Duffy's obviously making his debut and he's basically barking out commands to the back three so he's shouting at Julian to pass the ball back to Barkas and Barkas doesn't look like the communicator that Forster does. Confidence with his new teammates and stuff. But Duffy looks like he's the type of guy that's going to organise that defence, whereas Forster maybe organised it last year. Um, so hopefully having him there and a solid person in front of him might bring Barkas on a wee bit more and can just let him concentrate on what he needs Shane to do. Duffy got John Hartson's man in the match. Do you guys agree with that? Yeah, I think... Um... I don't know. I think that that felt a bit like sentimental, didn't it? Um, but I thought he played well. I thought the first sort of half an hour, he looked like he was playing in a three and not used to it. He wasn't sure if he should be, if he should be um, being pulled out wider or sticking central. Uh, there's a couple of times that balls over the top, like on a diagonal, um, we were kind of caught out because we don't have width at the back the same as we, we used to. So he looked a little bit indecisive, but then he grew into the game so well. Um, the commanding defensive headers and a great goal. Um whether or not it was a man in the match performance, um, I thought Barkas personally um, made three top saves. So 
win 5 0 and your goalie gets man of the match. Man of the match, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Only in Scotland. <laughs> uh, what do you make of the Ross County pay per view coverage? That was brilliant. No, I never had any issues with at all. So it's quite aggressive compared to the past to paradise. Even though the past to paradise is good, but it cuts out a lot. Whereas the Ross County one cut out once at the start, and that was it. Uh, I was the first. Um, I couldn't. I think I missed the first thirty seconds, but after that, it was fine. Uh, but no, it was, it was decent. It was um, again like clubs, like County and maybe like St Mirren during the week and stuff for. 12 15 pounds, you can't really grumble if it's going to be decent, but I just don't know why it's not on Sky. It's annoying that every Scottish game, pretty much up until the, the Premier League started back, was on, and then we just got bombed out, <laughs> bombed out again on uh, Wednesday as well because I think the English League Cup or something's on, so they're no show in the St. Burn game. So I don't, anyway, I don't want to say there's any conspiracies here, but Rangers haven't had to pay for a game yet. It's fine, we'll go over it. I'll pay my 12 pounds 50 on Wednesday to watch a far superior team. <laughs> Uh, talking about Wednesday, next fixtures coming up is Sabirin away on Wednesday evening, which gets us caught up in one of the games we missed due to the wank bullity weekend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I made up the today. Uh, <laughs> Very good, thanks. I like it. Uh, might be the episode name. I might put, be. To put, uh, put a wee asterisk in, I'm, I'm golden. Uh, and then we've got Livy at home Saturday 3pm, win both of those games, and we're back top of the league. Back where we belong. Um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the game on Wednesday. It'll be good to see if we play the three five two and kick on. Um, and then uh, I can't see Livy at home being a, being a problem. I think we'll be far too strong for them. I'd agree. I think as well, especially after the the ball and golly incident. I think most most Celtic fans or most fans in the group chats I'm involved in had been just pretty much like won the league and were. We're going to run away with it, and it would be like the middle of January before we even caught up with them. But now we're in a position that we've came back and really kicked on. That by the time they go Easter Road on Sunday, um, we can be top. And I know they've they would have a game in hand, and then we've got a game in hand to make up again. But a wee bit of pressure on them isn't the worst thing in the world. Um, and for Celtic to go out and hopefully win these next two games is a is a pretty good statement of intent. And I think we're one probably left wing back or left back away from a pretty solid transfer window as well, providing that we keep a hold in most of our players, um, we should be in a pretty a pretty decent footing for the rest of the season. Well, that's it. So, if 3-5-2 is the main aim for the, the go-to formation now, it should explain the pursuit of Alfie Doty from Charlton. What was that? A dog toy? <laughs> ah, yeah, it was. Apologies. <laughs> Jesus. Dave, you know me to chew on it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're after Alfie Doty from Charlton left winger left wing back I think he plays both I think he plays like left back and left, left mids so. left hand side something or other um, yeah. so you feel like that's the kind of effort to get the balance back into that 3-5-2 where we're having to force Forrest into the left hand side and I think he's been okay so far but I think if we go up and we're playing against better teams, no disrespect to Road County and yeah, St Mirren and all these teams, but if we played if we played the, the same way we did against County in, in Europe or against a better SPFL team then they would have they would have scored at least a couple. So we need somebody that's natural in that position. But it's a good problem to have because for I think playing three five two at home you could probably get away with Forrest at left wing back 
Um, but maybe going away to tougher opposition, you would need somebody that's even more natural in there. But we can always switch it up. We're in a good place now. We can go three five two or four five one. So it's a good problem to have. That's it. The, the bench on <laughs> Sunday was the strongest we've had all season. I'd say. Well, I agree. And you've still got guys like Rogic and Griffiths. Hopefully, to come back into that as well. So yeah, okay. strongest strongest bench by a mile that we've had um, in a little while. I think probably as strong a bench as we've had under Lennon. Uh, so no, it's good. We just need to get a left back in. Um, I don't know anything about this guy. Hopefully, like Greg Taylor, except he's faster than. <laughs> that would be ideal. Uh, okay, obviously, in the previous episodes of the TikTok podcast, we've been going through our best and worst Celtic 11s over the last 30 years, which is basically since the year 1980. Um, we're on to the worst. Celtic midfield. We've got four spaces up for grams. We've narrowed it down to 16 players and we put it to Twitter to vote to see who makes the team and we've got the results. The post went up today. The four uh, so basically we, we split it into four groups of four the winner of each making it into the final team. Group number one which of the following former Celtic players do you think should be included in the worst Celtic 11? Dirk Borugta Willow Flood, David Hanna, Koki Mizuno. What did you just go for, guys? I, I went for uh, Koki Mizuno, who I don't think a lot of people will have went for, but it's such a promising name. Um, I feel like they signed him purely to, <laughs> purely to sell shirts. Koki Mizuno's great. <laughs> like, uh, like, yeah, too. Uh, I, 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 he I, I, I don't he wore Mizuno's, no? He better have. He played, I would hope he, so. He played golf with Mizuno's anyway, so maybe it's just because I was young, but because we'd signed Nakamura... Uh, from the same part of the world, and he was unbelievable. And then what a bitter disappointment it was. Um, I remember we played him uh, up front himself against Rangers, uh, I think away from home, like we did Mikey Johnson sale. And obviously he didn't thrive, and then I don't know if I've ever seen him again. The, that's why he got my vote. You don't think uh, working out from Ajax that signed for quite a lot of money is more disappointing? Yeah, I've voted for Barretta. Mainly because I was at his debut, and I thought, oh, he's a player. And then he wasn't. So uh, <laughs> I def- it definitely be. I think he was on something ridiculous, like twenty grand a week or something mental. Um, I always um, felt when I watched him that he wasn't that bad a player, but he was a massive shite bag. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to go results in reverse order or ascending order. Nice. I think maybe descending. I don't really know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you're going lowest to highest, last place to first place is ascending order. Oh yeah, ascending then. Um, okay, we'll get in tied for third place is David Hanna and Willow Flood on 6%. Second place is Koki Mizuno on 32%. And Dirk Baragta wins this one, wins a, wins a place in the Celtic Worst 11, 56%. Okay, Next one, Charlie Sonda, Scott Allen. Scott Allen was more because we signed him three different times. Um, Juninho and Alexander Tonev, the the racist guy. Yeah, I voted. I voted uh, Tonev for that exact reason. <laughs> nothing else to present. <laughs> well, sorry, can you read the names out again? Uh, Masonda, Scott Allen, Juninho, and Tonev. Uh, I went for uh, Charlie Masonda. Um, as much as Tornev uh, was a racist and that's not okay, uh, Charlie Masondo was another one that came with such promise and then he was a wee dick. He, he was the definition of old talk, no trousers. 
Aye, and he set, uh, he set McGregor up for that goal against Senna at home. Against Senna, I know, but then we got pumped in the other leg, so we kind of forgot about it. Yeah. But uh, I, I remember him being a wee widow on Instagram and essentially slagging Celtic. Uh, so <laughs> a, guy, uh, a guy I used to work with, I uh, got misunderstood on the back of his shot. Oh, <laughs> was what, was like, uh, I knew he was like 30 at the time. So. Oh, man. Good laugh. It's like uh, when yeah. the, that guy on Instagram that does the paintings on the painting of Timo Weir, and I understand it's still in his bedroom. <laughs> I can imagine. Okay, the results were Juninho only get thirteen percent. Charlie Masonda get nineteen percent. Scott Allen got twenty five percent, and Alexander Tonev get forty three percent. So I he makes that, it. And I, I feel like that wasn't based on football and ability, but on <laughs> uh, being slightly more of a prick than Charlie Masonda because he's racist. It's a good enough reason as any. Yeah. yeah. Pretty, much <laughs> yeah. Pretty much the best reason. <laughs> the next one, we've got Fede Blinka, Efren Juarez, and Evander Snow. <laughs> God, <laughs> this one's tight, by the way. This one, <laughs> no wonder. This one's no, it's a tough one. They're fucking terrible. The next two are quite tight. I think I went Snow. Um, I don't remember him being amazing. Plus, he was also up in the attempted murder charge, which is really not a lot. A lot of these guys have got uh, shady pasts. Um, so I, I went for Snow. I think he played a relatively decent amount of games for Celtic as well. Though. Oh yeah, he was. Um, uh... He had an outstanding game in the in the San Siro, and that's the only reason I didn't vote for him. Um, apparently, uh, one of his big issues is he had um, sort of dreadlocked hair, uh, and apparently it, it really affected his peripheral vision because it was so long uh, and out to the side. So. <laughs> I just think <laughs> it's a really shit excuse <laughs> <laughs> for being shit. He was uh, he was incredibly strong. That made up for his massive lack of football ability. Well, almost made up for it, but it didn't quite. Okay, the results were tied in third place. Reggie Blinker and Evander Snow. I'm surprised about Blinker being so low. Uh, on eighty percent, uh, on twenty nine percent, Evan Juarez and the winner of one of our spots in the Celtic eleven. Or worse, Celtic 11. Uh, Freddie Umberg, 35%. I, was, I don't ever remember Lundberg doing anything. I'm surprised that uh, Juarez wasn't that bad for us. He started off well and then he went to Mexico and again was embroiled in some sort of um, <laughs> drama, curricular activity. And uh, was shite after that. Uh, so, I remember I was going but, a couple of good goals in Europe and the, and the Europa League and stuff. Um, and then, yeah, you're right. He just, <laughs> like, he just disappeared. I think he went to jail. Evan Juarez, no, he's now. Um, assistant coach to Ronnie Dyla at New York uh, yeah I've seen that in the Gary Mackay Stephen uh, open goal interview yeah so there you go superb small world yeah uh, fourth position the last one so right now we've got Fede Umberg, Alexander Tonev and Borigta so we like wingers <laughs> so we need somebody to join them uh, we've got Ayo Bekovic Thomas Gravison Thomas Gravison more because he came from Real Madrid not that he was a terrible player. Ebu uh, uh, Kouassi and Stefan Bonnes. <laughs> Stefan Bonnes. <laughs> uh, where did you go for, Mark? Uh, I went for Ebu uh, Kouassi. Um, although, really, it isn't him, but it's just it was the fact that he cost £3 million and he, like, he promised so much in a position that we really felt like we had to strengthen. And then he was just absolutely, absolutely shit. Uh, he done one good turn and uh, done his ACL in it. So, that, that, that's all you need to know about the guy. Uh, then he played on for like 50 minutes. 
Kind of won and got abused and then left, never seen again. Seen him again. <laughs> Sexually abused, he got hounded out of the country <laughs> <laughs> by Alexander Tony. <laughs> uh, Dave, what did you go for? I think I went bonus. Nice. I don't ever. I don't ever played for this, but um, aye, I just went for him. Okay, Thomas Gravison gets six percent of the vote. 24% of the vote went to Ayoverkovic, 29% of the vote went to Ibu Kowase, and 41% went to Stefan Bonis. So we get <laughs> uh, Stefan Bonis, Fidionberg, Tonev, and Dipper Reiter. Fantastic. Holy uh, shit, that's a terrible team. So ne- ne- next week's the fun one, though, because we've got two spaces up for grabs for best Celtic strikers. So so who's Henrik Larson playing besides, really? <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's any point in doing a poll for this one because it's going to be 100% well, going to yeah, go for him. That's it, because you've got groups of four, right? And whoever's in Henrik Larson's groups and I'm not going to get in. Should we, maybe, should we maybe just exclude Larson to make it even more interesting? Yeah, I think I think we, we're just looking for Larson's partner up top. Aye. Okay. Okay, guys. I'll take, just a suggestion. I'll take, Martin I'll, famously doesn't like suggestions. I'll take your suggestions on, on board. I'll digest them. <laughs> uh, just, for the listeners, Martin has a hundred percent creative control, uh, <laughs> and there, there's a—it's essentially a communist dictatorship <laughs> where we're goes, all equal, but Martin's more equal than us. Everything goes to a vote. I—I I have ten votes, <laughs> <laughs> and there's a total of seven people in the chat uh, from, for, from the podcast, and uh, one of them hasn't even been on. I know. I Waiting for his shame, debut. I think we should shame him and <laughs> coming on. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> the people will see that he's a he's a prick when he comes on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, sure. <laughs> um, should we do our uh, predictions for the next couple of games? Yes. Um, I feel like you guys are trying to wrestle control of this self for me. <laughs> 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 Is this a mutiny? Yeah, Martin, what do you think the next couple of games are going to look like? Two <laughs> <laughs> 0 win each game. <laughs> Um, okay, score prediction, St Mirren away, David? I'm going to go for 2-0. Uh, Mark? Uh, I'm going to go 3-1 um, away to St Mirren. I just think we're still a little bit rocky in defence, but the 3-5-2 system going forward, I think we're far too strong. See that 3-5-2? It's, it's just a chance factory. Chance, cre- oh, chance it, creation factory. It just, uh, for, it just for everybody. is going forward. It's so good. Aye. I, it's, it's essentially, um, if you're a neutral, I'd watch Celtic games this season if we're playing 3 5 2, because we're probably going to beat a lot of teams like 6 2. Aye, exactly. Uh, home to Levy, Saturday, 3 pm. Dave? I'm going to go, I think that could be an absolute scud. I'm going to go 6 0. Oh! I was just about to say, I'm going to go 7 0. So. Fucking hell. I think we're going to fucking pump them. I think they look nah, No, it could be a shambles. I think they're second bottom just now as well. What? Lost to Aki's at home at the weekend as well. The spaghetti right. had is no longer a fortress. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Easily the best nickname of a stadium in the UK. Easily. Oh, yeah, in the universe. <laughs> the Tony Macaroni Arena. Uh, just a quick uh, piece of trivia before did we wrap some, up. Well, uh, wait, did somebody just open a, a biscuit tin? <laughs> no, I, I, I put my can of muscle down a little bit harder than I meant. Okay, okay. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Yeah, no, it's all right. Um, just a quick piece of loan update before uh, we finish. 
Jack Henry first start at the weekend. Uh, oh. First goal. Brilliant. Oh, uh, what, I saw that what, he changed. Was it in his... the opponent's net? No, it was the and they, they beat the team that Schwed was on loan at as well. Although he never Schwed never even made the squad, but Henry one and one, so he's off to a flyer. Fantastic! Uh, I saw that he changed his Twitter profile pic. That must have been why. Yeah, it was. It was him celebrating with his tongue out. I think comparing himself to Larson. So <laughs> God, Jack Henry and Larson up front. Uh, maybe he should be in the, the list to make the squad. Is is, is uh, Jack Henry not already in our worst eleven team? Uh, oh, that, uh, j- just when you say that, we need to take a hit. Here's me taking control back. We're going to wrestling it back. Wrestling back. Uh, we're going to take Josh Thompson out and put Raphael Shay in. Uh, uh, Josh Thompson done his hamstring in the warm up, so it makes sense. And we <laughs> and we pretty much forgot about him. Could is no, I'm happy with that. It's amazing that we've got a shite eleven and we forgot about shite. Ah, exactly. Hayden plain sight, plain shite. Um, <laughs> okay, that pretty much wraps us up for this week. Next week we're going to recap the Sabirin and Livy's games and give you the results of the Hayden Larson Street partner. Until then, take it easy. 